it's daylight savings time. And so we are going to fall back. That means we're going to gain an extra hour of sleep. So let's talk about some things you can do to help make that an easier transition in your home. In our most sleep-deprived moments, our children will teach us exactly what we need in order to learn and grow into who we were created to be. These are the loving lessons we will learn whether we were wanting to or not. I'm Irene Gooch, your sleep coach, and I'm on mission to educate parents on how to help their young children sleep. Welcome to the journey. And I know for so many families with little ones, this becomes a very dreaded time frame because typically what ends up happening is, you know, whether you have an infant, a toddler, preschool child, you most likely got into a good rhythm and routine and now daylight savings time comes and things may shift. And what makes this so hard is because it's messing with our internal body clock that circadian rhythm, and it likes to be consistent and likes a consistent wake time and a consistent bedtime. And when we throw in an extra hour, it can actually make us feel a little bit of jet lag. A few things for you to know to help you with this is that if you have a baby younger than three months of age, then you're in a good position because your baby's little circadian rhythm has not yet developed. Now, if your baby is somewhere between four to six months of age, then typically this is actually where the baby's body is producing melatonin and all of a sudden the circadian rhythm is becoming developed in this season. And for children six months and older, they do have a circadian rhythm and they are looking for some of that predictability, especially with a consistent wake time and a consistent bedtime. So I want to help you think about a couple tools that can help you make the transition a little bit easier, especially as we fall back. So the number one thing to think about is light. So making sure that your child is exposed to light during the right times of day can be very helpful. So when we're falling back, we're going to want to actually have extra light before bed. So we're teaching the body like, yep, we stay awake. And so in the morning time, we're going to keep it nice, dim, and quiet until it's time to wake up in your home. This is also a great time to incorporate blackout shades because sometimes children can be light sensitive. And so using darkening shades can also help minimize any light distractions that are coming in in the morning time. Now, when families follow flexible routine, what that means is they're going to have some structure. They have some structure of when they're beginning their day, when they're ending their day. The things that happen between the day where we're feeding, we're playing, we're sleeping, especially during the first 18 months of life, are flexible. And what that means is that our child knows what to expect when it comes to feeding, when it comes to play, and it comes to sleep. And our child is also doing the work, putting themselves to sleep. They're learning and understanding what the rhythms and routines are around feeding and what it looks like when they're having their playtime. And so when we create these flexible routines, actually makes it much easier to navigate when we have this additional time. Because most likely what's going to happen because you have an extra hour in the day, your child may need to actually take a little bit of an extra cat nap so that they don't get overtired by the time it comes to bedtime. Now, if you have a child that is 18 months and older, then there's a good chance your child does have a 
predictable schedule. And so when you look at the approaches that I share in the chart on the blog post, then you're going to be able to adjust the timing and help your child's body adjust accordingly. One of the things I will share with you is that I do notice like with older children, they kind of know something's off, but they actually do okay because at this point, they usually have pretty consistent routines in place and they know what to expect. The timing might just be a little bit off. One of the biggest worries and concerns parents have is that their child is going to wake up really early now that the time change is happening. So this is where I encourage parents to think about what is my consistent response? How am I going to respond consistently for my little one? And you know what? Sometimes for the first five to seven days, sometimes there is a little bit of a transition. But here's the thing. Always going to encourage you to respond to your child. And sometimes your little one may need some help in bridging this transition and change that's taking place. So by coming to your child, being there with them until it's the wake-up time is really appropriate, especially when our child is in the infant, toddler, or preschool season. Another thing to be mindful of is that you are going to have that extra hour. So again, plan to encourage being outside, fresh air and sunshine, and including maybe an extra little cat so that you don't end up having too large of a wakeful window where your child will end up becoming wired and not tired when it's time for bed. I'm going to encourage you to be patient with your child and with yourself. This is, again, another change that happens. And change is really hard. So, you know, my mantra for the year has been getting comfortable in the uncomfortable feelings and knowing that, you know what, we can do this, we can handle this. And it's important to think that sometimes this is the mindset work that we might need to do equipping ourselves as we are there leading our child with a calm confidence and letting them know what to expect, especially when it comes to the time change. You know, and this is important to think about how you're going to be leading your child at bedtime and how you're going to be leading them in the morning time if they do wake up early. And what's amazing is that children are very resilient when we teach and guide them, and they're very quick to learn. Now, I do know that a lot of times when the time change happens for parents, all of a sudden we're breathing fear, we're breathing frustration, we're breathing anger. And a lot of times those are not helpful pieces to help us with parenting. So one of the tools that I share with parents is the breathe love strategy. And it's a mantra where we're, love stands for we're going to listen, we're going to observe, we're going to validate, we're going to empower the situation. And if you download the, the Breathe Love Guide, you're going to see the questions that you can be asking yourself to help you reframe it in a way that's going to help you show up and be more calm and confident as you're leading your little one through those bedtime routines, as you're leading your little one in the morning time, if they do wake up early. And so coming from a place of love can help us support our little one in a way that's going to feel good for us and also feel good for our child. I'm going to encourage you to check out the blog post to look at the different approaches you can use. Now, some families will do the cold turkey, just kind of go with the new time change and just adjust. And that can actually work for many people. Uh, Many children can be very adaptable and it works. I do find that children who have a harder time with sleep often will need a more gradual approach. They notice all the details and their body's noticing that too. 
So on the blog post, you're going to see a chart that's going to help guide you in creating a gradual plan for the transition. So you may start, you know, maybe four days or six days in advance to help your child make the change in their body. Now, when you are making the gradual change, you know, you're going to see a plan for the bedtime. Um, But it's important to also take note of like you'll want to make some adjustments, those incremental adjustments for the morning wake time and adjust your meals for the day. Again, I can't stress when families can be flexible in the timing, not feeling so stressed about the schedule, it actually can work in your favor with your little ones as you're making this change. And it also allows you to kind of roll with the need to have an extra. And so recognizing that, especially during the first 18 months of life, your little one's sleep might not be scheduled because they have so many developmental leaps that are taking place. And there's so many feeding changes that are also occurring, especially as our little ones are going from just breastfeeding or bottle feeding formula or breast milk to adding solids into their day. So, and then there's a transition with that. So there's so many transitions that our little ones are going through. Being able to be flexible can really help families meet your child's nutritional needs, create rhythms and routines that are going to be supportive where you're laying a foundation, especially during these early years, so that later on your child just kind of knows what to expect. It's pretty amazing to see when families have routines, when they have music, when they have particular sounds, word cues that help their little ones know what to expect. It really actually clarifies and creates clear and kind communication with our little ones, which ends up minimizing tears. If you decide to do the gradual transition, just know it won't be perfect, but it gives you a chance to help your child's body slowly adjust to the new time. You'll find these tips and more on the Loving Lessons Learned blog post by scanning this QR code, or you'll find the links down below in the show notes. I hope these tips help you fall back with ease this season. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. You can see all of the details and show notes below. And as you go out into your day, I hope that you'll make it your mission to be calm, confident, and rested as you lead today. Sweet dreams.